3: And welcome back to Scarred for Life, the podcast where we open up old wounds by looking back at the films that scared us as kids. I'm Terry.
4: And I'm Mary Beth.
3: And each episode, our special guest brings with them a movie that traumatized them as a child.
4: This week, our guest is Cooper Koch. He is an actor from movies such as Less Than Zero, and They Slash Them. But most recently, he plays Benjamin in Carter Smith's former guest of the show, latest film, Swallowed. Hello, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. We're really excited to, to chat with you. We, uh, yeah. We're we huge fans of, of Carter. And uh, when we'd already interviewed him and we're like, hey, who would be a good person to talk to to help support your movie? And he's like, Cooper. So we're really excited. But um, on that note, though, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Swallowed in case they're not familiar with it?
1: Totally. So Swallowed
3: basically centers
1: around these two friends, Benjamin and Dom. Benjamin, who I play. He's getting ready to move to Los Angeles to um, pursue porndom, which I just came up with. Um, (laughs) A a combination word of uh, porn star and stardom. Hell yeah. Um, So he's going to go to LA to pursue that. Um, And Dom wants to send him off to LA with some extra cash and basically gets them caught up in this drug trafficking scandal where they have to swallow these sacks of drugs and they don't end up being your regular kind of drugs so I guess I'll just leave you with that (laughs) yeah oh
4: so this is like a question I wanted to ask you earlier when I was talking to you but I thought of it after this Mm. is like wildly weird would you ever let the bug in this movie bite you like would you try it
1: I think so yeah
4: hell yeah okay cool
1: I'm down to clown (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, i would too I'm i would just, too yeah, i thought about it i'm like yeah i'm so curious anyway
1: <laughs> yeah i would totally try it i mean it wears off it's not like you'd be like yeah. that forever yeah really? I just don't want well, to have them inside you yeah. <laughs> definitely no,
4: definitely, <laughs> definitely not but if one of
1: those bugs like they would lace the joint with it i would definitely hit the joint oh yeah
4: yeah. So yeah, so what is it what was it like being a part of this weird world? Cuz like this isn't just like this is like a world that Carter has kind of created and I love it's it's weird, it's creepy and it's sexy. And what was that like kind of working with Carter to be a part of that world like with Benjamin's character?
1: I mean, yeah, it was awesome. Um I you know, I didn't do too much thinking or preparing on like what the journey was going to be. I kind of just like created what Benjamin's history was with Dom and sort of his family and why he wanted to leave Maine. And then I sort of just let the story like unfold in front of me. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just such a, it's an honor to work with Carter. Like I loved working with him and, you know, I think he has such a fucked up, brilliant minds. Um, and um yeah I mean it was just super fun and he was all he was so collaborative and sort of like let me have ideas and let me explore and and gave me the creative freedom to um you know make m- my choices and and have my voice be heard so I I really appreciated that
3: heck yeah, yeah. what I'll ask, I'm also curious because uh I mean no uh no real spoilers but Mark Patton is also involved with this so what was it like working with him in such a uh campy role for him
1: in a way. Yeah, she was freaking weird, you know. We were <laughs> all <laughs> he, you know, like he's scary, but it's like that kind of scary where it's like this like you know, it's like this unpredictable kind of mm-hmm. here. Not like a like, ooh, I'm scared and I'm like terrified of this monster. It was more of like, okay, this guy is up, like oof, something is off about this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was kind of a recluse though, to be honest, on okay. set he was a little more private, a little bit more reserved, you know. Um, I didn't get to spend like too much downtime with him. Like he kind of um kept to himself, um, which maybe kind of worked for the part, just so we didn't really know too much about him. But I think the coolest thing about being like in something with him was that you know he got shunned and and shamed for um his work in um time around elm street and you know he talks about that in scream queen um so i think it was so cool that you know i get to be this kind of queer actor and now but uh, now time today that's not really making any sense um
4: and, make sense. Yeah. It and
1: and and not be sort of like shunned and shamed and like I get to kind of like be an artist and work and like be proud and I think that's cool though like I I get to have this experience with him again you know as a hey, young uh, actor
3: yeah Because like okay so um I'm I'm a little older I'm 42 and so I've 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 seen the way cinema has like pushed queerness into the closet, particularly in horror movies. It's always like a subtext or even yeah. in, you know, i Elm Street, too. And so it's really cool now to see a lot of people unabashedly embracing queer horror. And I was kind of curious um, how that felt to be able to, like, make a movie like Swallow that is unabashedly queer and has some things in it that I don't think I've ever seen in a movie before.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I've never experienced some of these things. <laughs> either. Um, yeah, it's really, it's so awesome. And I, I, again, yeah, it's such an honor to to be a part of it. And I think I said this to Mary Beth earlier, but what is so awesome about it is that it's not putting a a spotlight on the queer experience itself of coming out or Right. being bullied or being shamed or being you know like it's not necessarily about being gay it just so happens that the characters like are gay and there's like you know if anything it's the trope of like you know having the unrequited love for your straight best friend if there's any trope it's that you know but it doesn't even feel too tropey like it's no it's just like it's a story about love and friendship and survival. And, you know, yeah. I love that. And I think it normalizes it. It normalizes being queer in film in a, in a way that, like, I don't know how many other films have done that before. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, that was the other thing I really liked. I'm glad you brought that up because um I like that the the horror of the element of it is not because of queerness. It's not... You know, it's it's not a, a gay bashing or it's not any of that kind of stuff. It is a horror yeah. movie that happens to have queer people in it. And I think that's it, really refreshing while at the same time pushing boundaries for for what I think transgressive horror can do. Totally.
1: Totally. I mean, that's kind of exactly what my other film does in a way.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
4: You've been in a couple horror movies. You've heard they slashed them last year and swallowed, but are you yourself a horror person? Like, are you, a, like, did you grow up watching horror movies, anything like that?
1: I think when I first sort of got into it with American Horror Story, mm. like that was okay. kind of, yeah, I didn't really want, I didn't have any horror films that I like particularly liked or watched, um, but I really loved american horror story when i was in
4: which season was it did you start, did you get on the ground level with the first season or was there another no, season i had
1: where? i was actually i was in college and all of my friends um were watching it and it, i think it was the freak show season that they were okay. on. so like that uh, was the first that was like the okay. first bit that i saw and um i just loved the characters and the acting and i thought it was so good and then i went back and i watched it from the beginning and I just loved it. I loved the way that the stories were told and, and the characters and the actors and how everything tied together. And, you know, I was more, I I wasn't as scared. I was more sort of like drawn into the stories and, and the characters. Um, What's your favorite uh, American horror story season? Do you have one? I think I like asylum the best probably too. Yeah. I love that one. I love the characters. I love Lily rabe, especially she's, she's so good. Yeah, so good. So yeah, I think that's kind of like where I, where I landed in terms of of horror. Other than that, I was just too scared to see anything.
3: (laughs) So you were a scaredy cat when it came to horror movies. Yeah, I was a baby.
1: Yeah, for sure. Are you still scared? Are you still scared of horror
4: movies?
1: I've been watching Last of Us. I've only watched the first two. I've watched the first two episodes, and I can't watch it alone. Like I have to watch it with my brother. I'm too. I I'm too scared. And even when I'm watching with him, I'm like. He's like already seen it, like he's ahead of me. And I'm like, tell me, OK, are they going to be OK? Are they going to be OK? OK, tell me, tell me. OK, they're not going to run into one, right? They're not going to run into one right here, right? You know,
3: <laughs> I love that.
1: You know, I'm such a baby.
3: <laughs> Do you remember like the first your first like introduction to horror movies? When, as a, Did you watch them at all as a kid or did it, so you accidentally catch a couple of them? Besides the one we're going to talk about a little bit later. So not not besides the one we're going to
1: talk about. Okay, um, I don't think so. But my mom does tell the story of how I went and saw like the first Spider-Man in theaters, and I was like terrified of Spider-Man. Oh, it's like not even a horror movie. Yeah. I love that. So I don't think so, unless the uh, except for the one that we're gonna get to.
4: Well, <laughs> well, why not start talking about? Yeah, let's the do one that. that. So okay. Cooper, what what film? Is your Scarlet really that you brought with you today?
1: It is the first final destination.
4: Finally! We have been waiting wait. for this moment. We really are very have. excited. Yeah. Because no one has brought this yet. And we've been waiting because wow. we know it, it was somebody. So we're very excited that you brought this film to the show. Well, um, let me read a super quick, really hilarious synopsis from IMDb. That is, well, just experience it together. Um, Alex Browning is among a group of high school students readying themselves for a trip to Europe. When he suddenly has a premonition that their airplane will crash, he screams to warn the others, but instead he's thrown off the plane. But the plane actually crashes after they get off! (laughs) Weeks later, one of the survivors mysteriously dies, and Alex realizes that things just got more complex.
1: Bum, bum, bum. It honestly brings me right back.
3: Like, I get, like... Triggered. Oh no, <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> so to take us back, how old were you when you saw this? How did you see it? Why is this your Scarf for Life uh, story? We want to hear it all. Okay. So,
1: I think I had to have been in either sixth or seventh grade. Okay. And I was at my friend Tony Sokol's house. Shout out to Tony. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Sokol. Um, haven't spoken to her in years. Anyways, I was with like a group of friends. And it was like me, I'm a twin, me and my twin brother and must've been like two or three other friends or something. And we were just going to like, we, we, they decided to turn on this movie. Um, and we, you know, had food or whatever. And I just remember like being in the back corner of the room, just like really having a lot of anxiety about it. Like really, and just like really believing that like, whoa, something like this could happen. And I, I always like I totally believe in the signs like I always am reading the signs of everything like if something goes wrong that means that something else is going to go wrong you know like it just really hit me to my core and I think also as a kid I was really I struggled a lot with death like I was very fearful of death and the unknown and so just like a bunch of people dying also was like really freaky for me. and then I'll say, I think shortly after I saw the movie, well, that night I did not sleep. And I think I, prob- okay. I probably slept in my, in my parents' bed with them. Um, Cause I was so just like scared. Um, but we had a trip to go to um, um, uh, the, my parents have a cottage in Canada um, and we would go there for Thanksgiving. And, we were flying back from Thanksgiving and there was something wrong with my ticket. Like they couldn't scan my ticket for some reason. Like, Oh no. I was like, this is my sign. This is my sign to not get on the plane because something's going to happen to the plane. I fully lost it. I like was so terrified, crying, like wouldn't get like, didn't want to get on the plane. And then my mom's like sitting next to me on the plane, like trying to calm me down. And like, I was so terrified. Um yeah, that's oh it.
3: No. That's insane. so was going back to tonight you saw it, was it was it the airplane situation that scared you? Was it the whole movie? What do you remember specific things that jumped out at you? I think it was specifically the plane. The plane was
1: specifically the beginning, and just him like having the premonition, like that was like a sign, you know. Like that was like, yeah, I think it and yeah, specifically the plane, and still honestly. Every time I get on a fucking plane, I'm like, how in the hell is this happening right now? There, this, no matter how (laughs) many scientists or physicists explain this bullshit to me, I do not believe it. How in the hell is this possible that we are all hurtling through
3: the (laughs) air? Through
4: the air. Through the, uh every time this is why I have to take edibles before I get on a plane now because I just start thinking about it too hard and I'm just, and then I start thinking about so this is actually the first time I'd ever seen final destination because I was so scared of it wait what really um, yeah because so I this is the first time I'm ever seeing it like for this podcast because I knew what it was and I was already so scared of dying of death I I have OCD and when I say that I mean like full-blown like terrible intrusive thoughts like step on your crack break your mother's back like that I I couldn't walk home from school like paralyzed of like of potentially doing that to my mom so this movie was like all of my intrusive thoughts like come to life and I was like I can't I can't do that to myself um and I'm glad I didn't as a child because this would have been like yeah. a gate. it would have been a, it would have been a life ruiner I think for well, planes you... like I already am nervous flying like this would have been a life ruiner if I saw honestly this well minute. you
1: know I'm kind of realizing right now this may be the reason for my OCD like <laughs> no. what yeah. if this is why like you know I will think like if something goes wrong like in the beginning of the day like let's say like I don't know like the smallest thing could happen I like spill something like or whatever. That means that the rest of that day, there's shit that's gonna go down that's gonna be wrong. Like, yep. there's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. Like, if one thing yep. happens in the beginning of the day, that means that this day is going to shit. So maybe I have this movie to fault for that.
3: Quite possibly. So I, I'm curious though, Mary Beth. So you you've never have you've never seen any of them? Then I take it. Wow have you seen the rest of them no oh you haven't? haven't
4: this
1: is the only that that was the only one i've seen i couldn't go back and watch the other ones i've been no way
4: <laughs> you're like fuck that i already i got enough the first time <laughs> well, let me know. tell you <laughs> you're afraid
3: of airplanes watch a second one and you'll be afraid of driving on the interstate because like oh,
4: oh i'm more, like and i already like having just seen that clip as a child and it's everyone i know it's not just me like any anything like that like logs on a truck i'm like speed up <laughs> speed the fuck yeah. up or like yeah. get away from it like absolutely not
2: but
1: it is that plain stuff have you guys seen yellow jackets oh yeah Ugh. I love yellow jackets that one but that one freaked me out too that one I was bet. really fucked up oh it is it is so good though that I is like really up. I,
4: I love and I love Lost and I, that fucked me up oh, as a kid yeah. too with plain I stuff. And Lost. like I've never it's good up to a point. I was a I was like I was a diehard like oh, every Wednesday watching. That was Lost. the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the show. And I, I I have not watched it since I was younger. And I was I don't I probably like a lot of it went over my head, but fuck. But yeah, I'm like not that scared of flying. But then I think about things like this and I'm like, maybe I should be more scared of flying. <laughs> like maybe
1: I it's should just like a mindset. It's like a mindset thing. Like you have to like really kind of not let your thoughts go there
3: yeah so it's it's funny because um i saw this opening night uh in the movie
4: theater oh no shit really
3: the 2000 opening night i was 19 oh, perfect shit. perfect target audience for it didn't really know much about it except all i knew is even less than this pre- than than the imdb's plot synopsis where i knew guy has a premonition of an air, air, airplane and he gets off the plane and then it explodes that's all i knew going into it and so I remember sitting in the theater where in the it's in the very back of the theater is packed full night. We're in the very back because at that point you couldn't reserve seats. It was just like you show up, you sit wherever you can mm-hmm. back of the theater. And I remember thinking, OK, he's getting on the airplane. This is weird. When's he going to get off? And I was like, OK, he's not getting off. Um the airplane's taking off now and i'm like okay wait is it going to be on the return trip or is this like a setup and we're going to see the return trip when it explodes what's happening here and then the plane started exploding i'm like what is even happening because i didn't know that he was having like a premonition i was like why is this and then it it flashes back to him i was like oh hell no and then two months (laughs) later i flew on a plane for the very first time that i remember we flew on a plane when i was a little kid but that was the very first time i remember and i remember thinking this plane's going to explode. This plane's going to explode. And the first thing I did when I sat down is I reached into like that that seat tray to see if the thing would pop off like it did for Devin Sawa's character. Because I was like, if this comes off, I'm just getting off this plane. And I was a, a nervous ball of wreck the entire flight because I was so convinced that the plane oh. was going to crash because of this freaking movie. Oh, God. This movie
4: fucked up but, like generations. I yeah, convinced I'm convinced that like, Final Destination has ruined so many lives. Like, <laughs> that, like I... It has, though, because, like, even me not seeing it until now knew about the truck, like, the truck with the logs, and I knew about the plane, That's <laughs> like, it has shaped generations of people yeah. to be terrified of airplanes. I, I... Would that money on it that it has caused generational trauma for like <laughs> like multiple generations? I'm finding this so funny. <laughs> Good,
3: it thank up. you. It's popped. Well, what's what's oh what's funny? What's funny to me though is that I don't really have any anxiety anymore about flying on a plane. Like my anxiety is about the actual like getting to the airport getting through ticketing getting making sure that i'm gonna get their place you know and then like if there's a uh, a layover that i'm gonna be able to get to the next gate in time like these are my anxiety not necessarily the act of flying however i'm gonna admit something every single time i get on a plane since i saw this movie i still check to see That's if that good. thing is is working i still no do way. swear to god
0: yeah. to this
3: day 23 years later almost
4: what? I still
3: check. Wow, I've never admitted that. We
4: are we are damaged as a society by this this irreparable trauma to all to us all.
1: Yeah, thank you. I think I overcame my fear just because I lived in I lived in New York for seven years because I went to college there, and so I flew back and forth from New York to LA so many times.
4: Okay, home
1: and then going back, and so I kind of overcame my fear. However. The OCD thing for me is still real. Like, I don't have like, I don't have anxiety with like getting to the airport or like flying or getting to the plane or whatever. I'm just like, okay, how can I get to the airport and get into that plane the most efficiently way possible? Like through security, like I, while I'm in the security line, I take everything off and put it in my backpack. Like I am. Thrilled. Oh, I was psychotic. Yeah, I am the fastest person through that security line. Like, I am not wasting anyone's time. Like, and I'm also the person behind the other person who's like, why aren't your shoes off yet?
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Why aren't
1: belt off yet? Why didn't you, why haven't you taken Why are you the- waiting now to do this? What are you doing? What are you doing? Get, you, get you take
4: your-, your laptop out of your bag yet? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? What are you new? <laughs> exactly.
1: Do it now and hold it in your hand. God damn it. Yeah.
3: I'm yeah. with you there. I am with you there, 100%. But So we could all travel together to be fine.
4: We could. We would be just like very scary, but we would get to and from our location very efficiently, and we would be at my gate for two hours with a coffee and on our phones. It would be exactly. incredible. That would make sure the that the thing is
3: is working, that the yeah. Yeah. Perfect. clasp is, look, is working. You know what?
1: I so... feel like now every time I get on the plane, I'm going to have to do that. Thanks, Terry. <laughs>
3: yep. Oh, no. Uh, uh,
4: oops. <laughs> Scarred for life. But I did not. So I didn't really fully know that this movie didn't have any, had other deaths outside of the plane. I think I didn't really know what to expect in Final Destination. I think I knew more about the other ones more than like the original with a baby Devin Sawa um, and Ali Larder with incredible bangs. Um, And by incredible, I mean,
0: mm. Um, very,
4: very, like, very 90s to early 2000s vibes. Incredible. I didn't realize that there was so many wild decapitations. Um, multiple, not not multiple decapitations. Well, maybe multiple decapitations, but some incredible death sequences that, like, I knew Final Destination was known for. But perhaps my favorite is when the girlfriend, the blonde curly girl, is like saying, "I am not going to live my life in fear," and just walks and immediately gets hit by a bus.
1: <laughs> I do remember right? that. Oh my god, I do remember that.
4: It's just so mean. Like, this movie is so mean. And I know, like, that's the point, but just like the way that it sets, they, there are some deaths that are so elaborate. Like, the water came out of the toilet and he tripped and something yes. got wrapped around his neck. But then there's just a shit getting hit by a bus. Like, it's yeah. an incredible. His like,
1: name is Terry. I'm going to add. It's a sign. Terry.
3: Terry, you're next. So me in the theater and Terry like steps out and gets hit by the bus. The amount of screaming that came from my mouth at that point, because I had never seen anything like this. I'd never seen anything like that that, at all in cinema. And just her walk, it's broad daylight. She's just walking across the street and then bang, there's blood on everybody. I'm like, what the fuck? Bye, Terry.
1: Terry, you better watch your back.
4: I know. You have to outrun death.
1: Yeah, could be you
4: now. Well, okay, so I was talking to Terry about this before, because the logic of this movie also, like, is very wild. And again, I know that we don't need to have a full amount of logic, but we know that he's, like, we're cheating death here, and death is coming to collect. And we get that by we see death in, like, reflections, and the first death post-airplane, we see the water that came out of the toilet that tripped the dude go back into the toilet, but then we don't have that for much rest, like the rest of the movie where like the sort, like it's like something sneaky is like trying to hide that it killed a person. And I was like, wait a second. What the fuck is going on in these movies? Is it actually death or is it like what is going on? So um, this movie doesn't make any sense. And I know it's not supposed to, but I had to point out the plot hole. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I remember also, I haven't seen it in a while. The other thing that I remember is like the end where aren't they in like some kind of shed and there's all these nails or something that like can refresh my memory. Yeah,
3: Alex hides because like he's like he he's convinced he's the next person to go, so he like goes to Allie Larder. Clear Rivers is her name. Clear
4: Rivers.
3: That's her character name. Yes, (laughs) goes to her cabin and like safety proofs it uses a lot of duct tape a lot right. of stuff to like try to protect himself it sets up a, like an oil lamp in a plate on water so that if it falls over it's not going to cause a fire and then at one point wind comes in it hits like a fish pole a fishing pole that opens up a door and this like spikes come like jabbing through it at some point but yeah. yes he he hides in in a cabin that seems intent to kill him <laughs> does he die i don't remember he doesn't makes it not- he makes it out not in the, the real ending of the film. There was an alternate ending that they filmed where he dies trying to save clear Ali Larder's character and her impeccable bangs. And she's wow. pregnant somehow and um, with his baby and names him Alex. Names the baby Alex. Oh they actually filmed God. that. There is like a deleted I'm scene. I'm glad on the...
4: that that doesn't exist. I yeah, will say too. that is not that the real wow. ending of the movie. Cause I do love the reveal of her blonde hair on the plane to Paris and they're like, we beat it. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, no, you didn't.
3: No, you didn't. I. But okay. You kind of went over a little bit about Todd's death. He's the set. He's the first person to die post the airplane and his death to to this day still terrifies me because it's the moment when he is he's in his bathroom and there's like what i love about this movie is that there's a lot of like setup in terms of like oh my gosh is he gonna cut himself with a razor oh no now he's using tweezers on his nose hair is he gonna jam it up in his head no he gets his neck caught in like a clothesline in the tub and then ends up choking because the shampoo hits the bottom and his feet can't grab on and he's just like choking there And his eyes the blood vessels burst in his oh, eyes i can't oh, handle the right i remember that now uh,
4: of blood vessels oh, like yeah. bursting eye blood vessels in movies is the worst thing it just it's it's it feels so real when they're like oh no we're gonna show you what it really happens to you when oh. se- when like you experience this and you're like oh it's oh, too much
1: it's just wrong oh
3: it's the worst
4: death. It it still to this day is
3: like the most I think the, the cruelest part of this movie is that death because it just it's a lot. His, a lot. his feet curl yeah. at the very end. Ugh. you guys have like a favorite
1: death like in general like on screen? Ooh,
4: Ooh shit.
3: Um
1: mine more recently is um Jennifer Coolidge and White Lotus. Yes. Yeah. Did you guys like that show? I love that show. Oh, me too.
4: I love White Lotus.
3: these gays are
4: trying to murder me. These I, can't, I cannot do
1: your voice. I,
4: these gays are trying to kill me. I'm
1: trying. Oh, so good.
4: There's so many, and I feel like it changes. And I'm thinking of some of the ones I really liked, especially like for more recent, like more recently, there were some really good ones in X. Um, I haven't
1: seen it yet, I need to see
3: it
4: You do, it's good Uh, Brittany Snow gets fed to an alligator
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, so hot so jenna Ortega's moment in that really surprised me. I love a surprising death where you're not expecting it to happen, like yeah. Terry's death in Final Destination, or um a year before when Samuel L. Jackson was in um Deep Blue Sea and he's giving like his we oh, gotta come yeah. together, we gotta save the day, and then the shark comes up and just eats him. Like those moments yeah. where it's like just boom, out totally of out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm my favorite moments yeah love that
4: and that's again that's what I love about this like final destination is that it t- it does both it does like these elaborate setups that are like okay cool like you like a Rube Gold, like a Rube Goldberg machine of murder of just like <laughs> what is the weirdest like cosmically fucked up way we could kill somebody um which I love like I want to one day I want to meet people who just like sit in a room and write kills like for saw and for final destination like what are those writing rooms like you're just all oh, sitting there' just, like, be so and- fun <laughs> so fun just like a bunch of fucking horror freaks just being like let's think of the most outrageous ways to die Just, like a bulletin board full of it oh, ugh love it incredible what, what I, I
3: what i do love about this movie though is a lot of the the nods to horror that is in it or the way cuz like a lot of the characters are named after um directors of horror films um but not necessarily like it's no Wes Craven or no you know Carpenter or whatever it's like George Wagner who directed the Wolfman Browning directed Dracula oh. and freaks uh, Luton, um, who's a producer of movies like Cat People, Hitchcock, Billy Hitchcock, his last name is Hitchcock. We have oh. Shrek from Max Shrek and Ween, who's the, that's the other FBI agent, was the, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. So there's a lot of like little little jokes in there with that. But what I also really like is that um they kind of there's like a sense of foreboding to this movie that I, I I still think is effective today where there's like little bits of you talk cooper about like signs and stuff. Well, like gate the gate that they go to is gate 46. That's the number of class victims that were going to die. There's like a 666 on the cart that passes. The name of the title Final Destination is on his little ticket, his little uh, uh bag tag that they put on there um the murals in the background at the airport all depict different ways that people are going to die in the movie like there's a lot of this type of stuff in here that they do to kind of like unsettle you without even realizing it 180 which is the flight number shows up multiple times throughout the entire movie in fact the sign at the very end that comes down and kills uh carter carter curse miss character i think his name is carter um has 180 on it it is carter So it's like, there's all these like little moments that happen that if you're not even really paying attention, you won't notice it. But I think subconsciously is there to like, kind of make you feel on edge. And I love that. Yeah, same. I love that shit. They also like built a lot of the sets here. They there's like, so one of the death scenes is Miss Luton, the teacher. And I don't know if you remember this Cooper, but she was, she's like walking through her house with like a cup that is leaking vodka and it ends up getting it's into ice like,
4: cubes in it because it was too hot and then it cracks with the ice and the vodka is leaking out behind her i love it like it's so it's so
3: dumb it's so anything. dumb but it it goes in the computer the computer explodes sends a glass shard through her neck oh that ends up, i do remember, do remember that, that? yes yeah and she ends up causing a fire in her kitchen falling over knives fall into her chest the whole house explodes they built that house that house oh, was built for this movie. And they exploded it?
1: Yeah. Wow.
3: The neighbors were very upset that they
1: destroyed the house because they thought it was pretty. What we do for cinema. Right? Things we do. And
4: you know what? One of the rare cases where perhaps it was worth it. Because once again, you shaped a gener- you shaped couple generations like trauma and fear and things that terrified them. So, you know, sometimes blowing up a house. Imagine they didn't tell them that they were going to blow it up either. And they just <laughs> happened. You were like, I'm sorry. Was that...
3: Land? they're
4: like oh yeah it's totally fine like jesus god. oh my god also as a
3: as a 19 year old i was deeply closeted when i saw this movie but good god the amount of attractive men on display in this and i was like 19 years old watching this i had a huge crush in devon sawa which pretty much anyone that was interested now. yeah so like anyone i'm pretty yes. sure anyone my age that like w- was into dudes was like in love with Devin Sawa from Casper to this. And then you have Kerr Smith, who is in it, who's a fine man. And then you had Sean William Scott, who, like, the year before fine, was man. Stifler. I, and I had such a huge crush on him.
4: Sean William Scott, like, a pop-up was my favorite, because he's in so much shit from this era of, like, in, like the early-slash-mid-2000 like, comedy stuff. It was so funny to see him pop up, because he has such, like, a distinct face. And I'm like... Stifler. not stifler. stifler stifler is he
2: stifler,
1: uh-huh. he's stifler. Oh, sean, and stifler's mom sean william scott too yeah he's so hot yeah um that is so it, cute
4: is it yeah. jennifer coolidge stifler's mom
1: yeah
4: bring it back, bring it back. Coolidge, wait, as no
1: way is she really yeah she plays stifler's yes, mom, mom in, in american is pie Oh my God, she does! <laughs> I forgot about that.
4: So, just a side note: When are we putting Jennifer Coolidge in a horror movie? Jennifer uh, Coolidge needs to be in a horror movie. Yes, please.
1: I, I think so too.
4: I mean, like White Lotus is almost there, so like we could, she could do it.
3: Yeah, she totally. Anyway. But this was like everyone that was like really hot at that time, because it even had Brendan Fair in it, who was in Roswell, that was like a huge popular show at that time. Like just oh, all the dudes, so much dudes. And also,
4: speaking of dudes, but not like you know, not not the fan of dude you're talking about. Tony Todd's in this. Tony for two Todd seconds. is
3: the mortician.
4: Is the mortician and is creepy. And I, I was, I was watching it. My husband walked by and he's like, "Is that fucking Tony Todd?" I'm like, <laughs> "There fucking is." <laughs> really, is an incredible stacked wow. cast of 90s, so, night, like mid to late nineties, early two thousands people.
3: Yeah, what kind of like. So what I really enjoy about this movie is that when I watched it, when I was a when I was a teenager, I was absolutely terrified now watching it. I kind of think it's funny. Oh yeah. I, bet. <laughs> like, I think it's a little darkly comedic in spots. And so I, I just, I think it's interesting how like Mary Beth's like, I don't think so, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. There's just like the amount of like, I think there's an element of camp to it. Just the the oh. kind of oh yeah, the buildup of, of these deaths are are a little silly. It's like it's it's kind of funny once you like are know when how things are gonna fall apart and how things are gonna gonna go. But the thing that really jumped out at me is that Devin Sabo's character is sort of like a Cassandra, and he like from Greek mythology, the sort of like the person that is telling, you know, all this thing's gonna happen and no one no one believes him. But he's also sort of like a trope in horror movies with like the kind of harbinger where like you have like in Friday the 13th movies, you have Crazy Ralph, you have the person that is like, you got to not go up there and no one listens to him. And this right. is a movie about that character because he's like, you got to not listen to this. You got to listen to me. And no one's listening to him and everyone dies around him and everyone keeps thinking he is the one that's killing everyone. I just think right. it's such a smart little twist on that. Yeah, that is really smart. I agree. Love it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very glad I finally got to watch this movie. Me I, too. Yeah,
3: you're welcome. <laughs> What'd you think overall, Mary Beth?
4: I I really I I really enjoyed it. I was impressed. i mean, It's always impressive to see how like practical effects hold up, like effects mm-hmm. and those kinds of things hold up over time. And like you know, 2000 was both forever ago and not that long ago at all. So it's just like really cool to see how it was all done so practically and how mm-hmm. it looks so good, like that fucking. Um, airplane premonition like burning faces people getting ripped out of the plane I was like this is it's terrifying like, it is still terrifying like even though there are I think I agree with you there are like kind of can't be funny moments at a point because you're like okay these are ridiculously this is like ridiculous ways to die that initial premonition is really oh. fucking scary like it is so well done and even with some of the things being more ridiculous I think they still make it so gruesome that you, you know you kind of want to laugh like you're here to see the crazy kills and we know you want to see that but also it is still fucked up what's happening here so i think they hit that balance really well of being like it's funny but also like no no this is like really awful and violent um and speaking kind of, of an yeah.
3: airplane like filmed actual on a sound stage with a gimbal that was they moving actually the plane. blew
4: up an airplane which is-
3: <laughs> <laughs> they had like an arm actually pulling people out that they like
4: uh, Jesus Christ, digitally
3: digitally removed afterwards, but they had something pulling out all the seats when people go flying out of it, and digitally erased it. Wow! I went
4: for something amusement park ride like yeah. at Universal Studios or something that would be like live the final destination <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, That would be really scary. It I would be. It
4: would be so scary. I'm like, like,
1: you guys are kind of making me want to rewatch the film, but I don't should. know. Like I don't know. I'm kinda of scared.
4: I believe no, in you. I'm
1: sure it would be fine. It's really good. I I'll just think. get Tony so cool. <laughs>
4: yeah. Call her up. Be like, hello. Call her out, let's be see. like,
1: Tony, we haven't spoken since we were in middle school, but I think it's time to <laughs> watch Final Destination.
3: <laughs> full circle. This comes full circle. Full circle. So do you did everyone else do you remember was everyone else terrified of the movie when you saw it? Or do you remember it all? No. no. I think it
1: was just me. Just you. Not even my brother. I don't think, you know, I'm seeing him tonight. So I'm going to ask him.
3: Does he, does, is he um, also scared of horror movies? Does he watch him or?
1: No, he actually, he's an editor. He's a film and TV okay. editor. Um, so I think he's always kind of had like the technical eye and like uh, doesn't really let things get to, yeah, he loves uh, X. He like oh loves X this year. He loves the witch. Like he's super, gotcha. he's way more into it than I am. Um, oh, yeah. And he's working on um, Only Murders in the Building right now, kind uh, of the opposite of horror. But I love oh, that.
3: Harry's I love that show. that show. I'm obsessed really? with that show. Yeah,
1: I oh love my it. God. You should be really excited. It's looking really good. I've seen awesome. some little snippets. I can't wait. Yeah.
3: What kills me though? One little last bit of trivia. What kills me about this is that it this originally started as an X Files episode. What? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the writer Jeffrey Reddick, who is also queer, a queer man. Wrote this initially as a spec script to be an X Files episode, and, and a friend at New Line said, "No, this needs to be a movie." Wow! And so this almost was an X Files episode at one point. Wow! How crazy! And so we that?
4: got a massive, we got a massive franchise out of it. Like, Good franchise. for him. He got- <laughs> yeah, and
1: he tormented and and scarred a lot of people for life. Absolutely. Kind of plug that in there. Yeah, bit. I appreciate
3: that. You're <laughs>
4: All right. Well, do we want to wrap up and give Final Destination our rating at a five? Sounds good. All right, Terry, you're up for, you're up first. How many Ali Larder's bangs of five do you give Final Destination?
3: Uh, I love Ali Larder. I, you know, this was she was having a great time at this because she was in uh, what is that, Varsity Blue, just like a year before, and then she was in this. I, I love her. But yeah, I think this movie. Every time I watch this movie, I have like a different appreciation for it, and this time. Um, I really just enjoyed the the insanity of the effects and the way that the deaths were just sort of came came together. So I'm I'm honestly, for me, I think this is a this is a four Alley Larder's bangs out of five for me. What about you, Mary Beth?
4: Um, it is also going to be four Alley Larder bangs for me. I kind of explained <laughs> before we jumped in here, about before we got here, about why I liked it so much. But it's just like such an incredible capsule of like changing horror like what horror was going like changing towards and moving towards and also it's just like fucking fun Mm -hmm. it's super creative it's wild it's like it's really entertaining it's got a hot young cast I don't know it's just like the perfect 2000s movie I feel like and I love that for it yeah I'm glad I finally watched it it holds up. up I think it holds up really well too like even though it is a very 2000 like year 2000 movie and like aesthetic and everything um I still think it holds up regardless of that and I also just want to give a shout out to the John Denver uh needle drop literally in this movie that is a song my mom played for me all the time growing up Rocky Mountain High oh, and no. so <laughs> it was like incredible
3: um i do wonder if people thought it was a little insensitive because i think he passed away i think because he died in an airplane crash which is why it has like importance to this but i think he died think about that i think he died in 97 so like 96 or 97 so like three or four years before this movie came out i'm kind of curious if people thought that was insensitive but (laughs)
4: oh no probably but that's fine
3: um
4: yeah is cooper frozen for you oh yeah he is speaking of devon sawa man oh man is he hot in the new season of chucky oh he really is Dad D. Yeah. anyways there we go <laughs> there i don't know what go. happens
3: welcome back Weird. welcome back
1: thank you i don't know is that a sign
3: <laughs>
2: oh
4: not. oh shit oh no <laughs> i was about to throw to you cooper um because you have the final word how many Alley Larder Bangs, and Five do you give Final Destination?
1: Um, I'll stick with you guys and go four out of five. I mean, we love the Bangs, and it did scar me for life. So, you know, I think I'll just take it. it it's not five out of five. It's also not five out of five because it scarred me for
3: life. <laughs> that's fair.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so that's fair. Very fair. I
3: mean, yeah.
4: Cool. Well,
3: thank you so much, Cooper, for joining us to talk about Final Destination and having Mary Beth see it for the first time that's awesome i didn't even know that uh where where, uh, are you on social media where can our listeners find you and what do you have that you can talk about or that you want to share the floor is yours
1: i i'm not on instagram but i am on tiktok okay you can find me on tiktok i have some fun on there sometimes um i go see swallowed it comes out on february 14th digital and um yeah enjoy that yeah. and um hopefully i'll be in
3: another movie that isn't
1: a queer horror film and i can uh change it up a little bit oh yeah
3: <laughs> do you what's what's drop your at what's your at at tiktok
1: um i think it's just i think it's coops jk okay do you cool. get it cool <laughs> yeah i do i love it's that like, oops, just kidding but coops <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, yeah they're yeah, yeah.
1: always funnier when you have to explain them
4: <laughs> yeah i love it it's my absolute favorite it's my yeah. favorite form of comedy yeah, me um too. <laughs> well okay listeners you heard from us we want to hear from you what was your experience with final destination you can send us an email at scarred at gmail.com or you can reach out to us directly on twitter i am at mb mcandrews
3: and I'm a Gailey Dreadful.
4: And of course, don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Scarred Podcast.
3: And please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. And if you want to help support us, join us on Patreon.
4: Thank you to Eric Power for our artwork. Thank you to Sean Keller for our music. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please stay safe out there. But most importantly, stay creepy.
3: And until next time. <gasps>